Welcome to the Slay and Thrive podcast, where we make crushing your goals feel like self-care. This is the show that helps high-energy women trapped in self-destructive patterns cultivate an unapologetic, loving body transformation through spiritual and personal development. On this podcast, you'll learn about dynamic eating psychology principles, mindset, shadow integration, and manifestation. I'm your host, Kayla Van Egdom, a health and energy guide, unicorn lover, and Amazon best-selling author. I am so delighted to be on this journey with you. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Slay and Thrive podcast. This episode is going to beautifully combine both the energy of slay, which is masculine energy, and the energy of thrive, which is feminine energy. And we're going to talk about how to use both of these energies to actually accelerate your body transformation journey. You are going to understand the difference between masculine and feminine approaches to weight loss. You're also going to learn how to move past common roadblocks or reservations that you might have to incorporating both types of strategies. And then what we're going to do is help you start to create your own customized plan for a body transformation journey that includes both the superpowers of the masculine and the superpowers of the feminine. This is something I love to talk about because it's really made a massive impact on my own health journey. I used to be all about the masculine approaches. And that created a lot of things that were detrimental to my health in the long run. It created a lot of unhappiness, a lot of self-shaming. It created perfectionism. It created obsession. It created rigidity. And I think that's something that's very common for women, or even men, but more so women, and we'll talk more about that. It's very common for this to happen when we're too much focused on masculine approaches to our health and fitness journey. A quick little side note, this will probably be one of the last solo episodes for a while. Might do another one next week, but after that, oh my goodness, I have this lineup of guests that are amazing and you are going to want to tune in and learn from each and every one of them. However, you might really like the solo episodes. I know those episodes tend to do very well on here. And if you still want to get some solo training, advice, guidance from me throughout the next month, make sure you're inside the Slay and Thrive Facebook community. I am doing additional live trainings inside that group. And that way you'll get the best of both worlds. You'll get the interviews, get to connect with these great speakers and guests, and you'll also still get some solo guidance from me. I'll include the link to the podcast, not the podcast, to the Facebook community in the episode description. And from there, we are just going to dive right in. So this episode really is beast mode, masculine energy meets manifesting goddess. 
that feminine energy. When you combine the resources of masculine strategy and structure with feminine intuition, receptivity, and creativity, you are going to go places. You are going to get where you want to go faster, and also you're going to feel better along the way. So I'm going to start by talking about the big differences between masculine and feminine approaches first. As I go through these differences, I want you to just start to ask yourself, which ones apply to you? Which of these do you use regularly? Do you have a lot more masculine strategies than feminine ones? That's very common. And then as you listen, just remember that this journey is deeply personal to you and what an ideal combination of masculine and feminine energy looks like to you is not going to be the same as it is for me or the next listener. You also might need a different set of customizations and combinations at various points in your life. So this can be a great place and a great sort of idea to revisit on a regular basis to see if what you're doing right now is still what's working for you at this point in time. So let's talk about the masculine approaches to health and fitness first. Then we'll talk about the benefits to these masculine approaches, as well as the drawbacks or the signs that you're too much in your masculine. So here are the masculine left-brained approaches to health and weight loss that are pretty common. First one is SMART goals. You've probably heard of them. They are specific, measurable, action-oriented, reliable, realistic. Boy, I haven't done a SMART goal in a while, clearly. And they're time-bound. So with these goals, you either hit them or you don't. And you either hit them on time or you don't. And this gives you clarity about what you're working towards. And I've also read in very in many different places that one of the best ways to get something done is to give it a deadline. So masculine energy is a strong, powerful energy. It's hero energy. It's a conquering, goal-achieving approach. This is where you're going to find willpower, discipline, commitment. The masculine is also about solving problems. And you'll see this very often when you think about conversations between men and women. And if you are a woman, think back to conversations you've had with men. Very often you'll share a problem or a challenge when you're just wanting to get it off your chest. And the man in question will immediately throw these ideas and solutions and fixes at you when maybe sometimes you just wanted to be held and listened to. So if there is an obstacle or a setback on your health and fitness journey, your inner masculine is going to step forward and try to help you create solutions. Another very masculine approach is weighing yourself regularly. And this is a whole nother topic in itself. And I think I actually want to do an episode on the scale and whether or not you would benefit from weighing yourself because it's come up a couple times with clients, with people I've been talking to, and I think it deserves an episode all on its own. Another very masculine strategy is anytime you're counting, tracking, measuring. So that can be 
counting macros, counting calories. And this is also referring to any type of approach that cycles through carbohydrates. So you might have heard of carbohydrate cycling. It's also anything that intentionally restricts certain macronutrients. So that could be fat, protein, or carbohydrates. Usually it's carbohydrates. Sometimes it's fat. So it's any approach that intentionally restricts some of these to achieve a certain physique result. Any diet you go on is masculine because it is so structured and so systematic. Speaking of systems, any system you have is also going to be masculine. So if you have a morning routine or an evening routine that follows a particular structure, the structure itself is going to be masculine. And the great thing here, just as a side note, is that having a structure and a system for these times of day is actually powerful because you can use that as a container to hold in more feminine practices like yoga or journaling or artistic projects. And finally, you're also going to get the more hardcore masculine types of workouts here. So strength training, high-intensity workouts, running, P90X, insanity, all those different things. Now ask yourself, how much of this applies to you and your journey? And I want to continue stressing that many of these things can be incredibly supportive to your health and fitness journey. Systems and structure can make a world of difference. And I believe for someone just starting out on their journey who doesn't have a lot of awareness about caloric density of foods or macronutrients values, it can be helpful to do some food journaling in the beginning or do some calorie counting in the beginning in terms of building that awareness. That was actually how I began to first lose weight when I was about 17, 18 years old. I had been obese for like most of my childhood. And when I was just beginning to figure out how to lose weight, calorie counting helped me a lot because it helped me see how quickly certain foods could add up. For example, I had no idea that the Costco muffin I was eating for breakfast had 500 calories all on its own. And I really loved those muffins. Sometimes I had two. So the benefits here are that we really do get better with some kind of system and structure. However, it has to be the right structure and system that is tailored to us. And here are some of the things that I found really helpful in terms of systems and structure. And these are just mine, but they're things to think about that could really benefit you as well. So the first is having a set morning routine. I pretty much do things very similarly in the exact same order, especially on the days when I still go to my door building job. Another thing that's very helpful is having a specific way of eating for breakfast, lunch, and snacks where I basically cycle between a few different meals. And then I'll often still eat similarly at dinner, but now I will leave a little bit more room for flexibility in that particular meal. And here the great thing is, is that I have created a lot of consistency with breakfast, lunch, and snacks so that there's that room for flexibility with dinner. 
All right. So those are a few of the things that worked really well for me, things to think about. Now I wanted to share the drawbacks to existing too much in this approach. The drawbacks are that it can create a disconnection from our bodies, from our hunger, from our true needs. When we're disconnected, that's often when we end up overeating or binge eating or maybe overexercising and injuring ourselves or ending up so burnt out we can barely get out of bed. Another drawback is that we can become perpetually dissatisfied if we're simply chasing a very specific number on a scale. Because when that is such a key focus, we don't we almost don't give ourselves permission to be happy and appreciate ourselves as we are until we see one very specific rigid number. And this rigidity can also lead to perfectionism, yo-yo dieting, and a roller coaster of inconsistency. When we have too much masculine energy here, we can end up with the mentality, if I can't do it perfectly, in as in hit the numbers perfectly, have the perfect diet, etc., I won't do it at all. And you might go back to some really overly indulgent habits, rebound in the other direction. The other problem with the need for proof all the time, so proof on the scale that it's working, is that it's pointing to a few challenges here. So one, the need for proof all the time actually points to a lack of belief in ourselves and in our potential to create change. It's also pointing to our reliance on needing to be perpetually making progress to be happy. And if we need to be making progress all the time to be happy, we're actually limiting the amount of time we can feel happy because we're going to have ups and downs on the journey. And when we go into that place of always needing to be making progress and needing it to be a straight line, when that's not happening, what will very often be the case is we will check out, give up for a little while, and then we have to reset and refocus far more often. Another thing to note here is that masculine strategies often, not always, work better with male clients. And that's to say a approach that is very, very rooted in these masculine approaches without a lot of this feminine energy that we'll talk about next. I remember I had this one client, he was a male and he was a lawyer and he was smart and he was driven and he had come in to lose weight. And in his nutrition orientation, I was starting to share some of the approaches we had to digging deeper and finding the emotional reasons why one might use food for comfort or whatever it might be. And he just really laughed it off and said he didn't need that. He just needed the information. He needed the structure. He needed the systems. And he needed to get his butt in the gym and work out. And he lost a lot of weight without applying very many of these feminine strategies. So those are male clients I've seen. And that is often the case, but not always. Many men need a more flexible, feminine infusion of energy also. And because I imagine most of my listeners are female, chances are you are going to benefit from adding in some of these feminine strategies. 
So that's what we're going to dive into next, these feminine approaches to weight loss, fitness, and eating. So let's start with what is the opposite of a masculine SMART goal approach? I truly believe that it's manifesting. It's focusing on energy, vibration, and frequency. It's working towards becoming the energetic match for the body that you desire. It's also choosing a more generalized state and outcome instead of the hard specifics. It's also a time when we can hold the intention of this or something better. And let me give you an example of a SMART goal versus more of this manifesting approach. A SMART goal. I am going to lose 20 pounds in four months. So my deadline is this day. This is what I'm going to do. Feels realistic. That's about five pounds a month. And it's time bound. And I'll take these actions to do it. So you've got all the elements of a SMART goal. With manifesting, you decide that you want to feel super confident and peaceful in your skin. And you want to love the way you're eating and you want to feel energized and nourished by your foods. So these are more generalized states and outcomes. But when we hold these intentions, we can start to find the ways in our daily life to bring them into being. Feminine strategies are also going to have a lot more surrender and flow. And again, that comes down to that difference in the approach between manifesting and smart goal setting. And while masculine strategies are going to look outwards, so again, at the numbers, at the variables, at the nutrient balance, feminine strategies are going to turn inwards. It's about having and cultivating more of a stillness and a presence. You can get so connected to your body's true needs by just working towards more stillness and more present in your everyday life. Feminine approaches are also going to make self-love and self-care a priority. And by working on some of these other things we just talked about, stillness, presence, self-love, self-care, you're also going to have a deeper access to your intuition. And the feminine is very intuitive. So you might find yourself doing more deep listening to your body to discover your body's true needs. So instead of strict movement plans and workout schedules, the feminine is really about intuitive movement. So instead of just these rigid structured workouts, could be a focus on working out in the garden and connecting to how your body feels. It could be dance breaks in your kitchen or long walks in nature where you're deeply present. Feminine approach also honors our emotional experience instead of trying to override it with willpower and discipline. This is so key. Because when we're able to process and honor emotions in real time, instead of trying to conquer them with force, we can feel them, process them, and move forward instead of needing or feeling like we need to eat or overexercise or do something harmful to distract from the feelings. Now I want you to ask yourself, how many of these feminine approaches do you include in your own health and fitness journey? 
you're less likely to have an abundance of feminine strategies while lacking masculine ones. And this is largely due to how much masculine strategies are focused on in our current society. There are also going to be drawbacks when you rely too much on feminine strategies. This is going to be less common, but I do want to share the drawbacks when you don't have enough masculine energy here. As much as science and nutrition aren't the whole story, they are a part of the story. And I think there can be a risk when someone tries to implement too much feminine into their health and fitness journey without that basic sense of what works best for their body. An example of this is someone who never looks into calories or macronutrients or nutrition science, who never does some tracking, they might not realize that when they eat a lot of carbohydrates in the morning, they feel super hungry and low energy for the rest of the day because they don't realize that their meals are so high in carbohydrates. They don't really have that that, um, awareness. And she might also not realize that when she eats a smaller, lighter dinner, she's able to sleep better and wake up feeling more refreshed the next day. Another drawback of too much feminine and not enough masculine is that when there's a complete lack of structure or systems, there's less of a chance to get consistent with the top priority activities that will move the needle. And when we have systems and structures in place that prioritize those high impact activities, and we have these systems to keep them going consistently, then we get this compound effect that really helps us so much in the long run. So an example of this is someone who knows they have a much more smooth, easeful week when they meal plan. But maybe that seems too strict and rigid, so they never do it. They don't want to be put in the the meal plan box. They don't incorporate that structure. And then what happens is they're always pulling random stuff out of the cupboards or end up just getting skipped the dishes instead. Okay, so that was a rundown of feminine versus masculine energy in your body transformation journey. And now I wanted to share some roadblocks that might be preventing you from combining an optimal amount of both of these. So the first is a need for external proof and validation. So you want to overemphasize masculine strategies because you really want this external proof. It's a lot harder to measure or prove some of the benefits of applying feminine approaches. You might know you feel better when you're more in your feminine energy. You know you feel more connected to yourself. But how can you measure those things? And this need points to one of two things. One, a lack of trust and belief in making the transformation happen. And often it's also coupled with a core belief that you aren't enough until you achieve this result. These are both painful experiences that anyone would understandably want to distract from. And a great way to distract from them is just keep obsessing over the numbers and the science and the number on the scale. The solution here is to combine the outer work with the inner work. And this can be anything from journaling to intentionally changing limiting beliefs to doing some inner child work. 
Another roadblock to implementing more feminine strategies is that it doesn't always feel safe to soften into the feminine. Masculine strategies and approaches are often ways we protect ourselves. The masculine is strong, but you know what takes an immense amount of strength and courage? Connecting to yourself and trusting your feminine energy and trusting it as much as your masculine energy. This is raw, potent, creative, sexy, feminine power, and it will create miracles and magic in your life. If these feminine strategies feel scary because it feels like giving up a huge amount of control, maybe you start to ask yourself why you're so afraid to give up that control. Is it attached to the lack of trust and lack of self-worth we talked about above or before? And again, this roadblock is also going to come back to doing the inner work and healing on that more energetic and spiritual level. Then you might have a roadblock to using more masculine strategies. So things like the scale, counting macros, a structured workout routine, etc. It could be that you've spent so much time weighing yourself, obsessing about your workout programs, counting calories or fat grams, but now you've actually worn yourself out and you want to swing too much in the other direction. It's like the person who has just ate way too much chocolate and now they never want to touch another piece of chocolate again because they feel so sick. If this is you, I get it. This makes perfect sense. And swinging the other way to use more feminine approaches is going to have some huge benefits. But when you don't bring in some of that masculine energy, it can create the challenges we talked about. So the lack of consistency, the lack of structure. And now I want to talk about how you can create an approach that incorporates both masculine and feminine power so that you can accelerate your body transformation journey. The first thing you want to do is look at the approaches you're currently using and gauge how they make you feel and how well they seem to be producing results for you. You could write down all of the approaches you have, everything from how you eat, how you track your food, how you don't track your food, how you move your body, write it all down and just start to get curious about how these things are actually working for you. So what is the intention behind using the scale? What is the intention between, behind not weighing yourself if that's what you're choosing? So once you've looked at your approaches, try to figure out what the intention is behind them. Is the intention to really control and keep yourself in line? Or is the intention to cultivate a lot of awareness so that you can create the best way of eating for yourself in the long term? You want to check for any strategies or approaches that aren't working for you that you could change. And then maybe you want to add in anything you heard in today's episode that resonated with you that you could see as being so helpful. So those are my tips for really cultivating this. It makes a great journal exercise, gives you some things to think about, gives you a way to just revisit where you are in your health journey right now 
and make some really aligned tweaks so that you not only make progress at a more steady rate, but you do it in a way that feels more peaceful, expansive, and loving. And with the right combination of these masculine and feminine approaches in your everyday life, you're not only going to slay your goals or those manifesting intentions, but you'll also ensure that you are thriving every step of the way. Your slay and thrive challenge this week is to get some clarity about how you can integrate both energies more effective and really make this as individualized to you as possible and then start to take action. I cannot wait for you to go out and use these concepts, integrate what you've heard today. I hope you have an amazing rest of your October and we will talk again soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the show. If you want to connect with a community of other amazing women who are conquering their goals, taking massive action, and loving themselves through the process, I invite you to join my Facebook community, Slay and Thrive 365. You'll get weekly challenges, motivation, support, and accountability as you move towards your goals. Hope to see you there very soon.